sports story everyone's talking about today is just moments away. So call or text us right now at 573-875-KTGR and make your voice heard. This is The Big Show with Andy and Brendan on KTGR. Oh, baby. Tomorrow night, it's the big one. Mizzou, Ohio State, the old Cotton Bowl Classic. I'm producer Chris, Brendan Schaefer, also here, and we were so excited about it. We just had to get our Who You Got sent at 5.05, so that's exactly what we're going to do here in the second hour of the big show, 5.25. We'll do one more round of play, Fate Eliminate. I'm just waiting for my season to mercifully end. It's not happening yet. There's some championships around, or so I'm told. We can get into who you should start, who you should sit, and who you should just get the heck off of your roster for the rest of the season. We'll do all that. Then at 5.45, Picks of the Week. Andy's going to be getting the scraps. Can he put together a championship-caliber pick sheet? I guess there's only one way to find out. Don't forget, you can give us a call or a text for who you got, 573-875-5847. But before we do all that, we got to do this first, because it is 5 o'clock. It's time for the Top 5 at 5 on The Big Show. Number 1. If you want to trade away for curtain number 1, you can have curtain 1. The Cotton Bowl is nearly upon us. Mizzou, Ohio State, the Tigers with a 10-win season. Well... It all comes down to this, doesn't it? The opportunity that I think anybody could have dreamed of for Mizzou this year to take on a blue blood in a game that, yeah, maybe it doesn't mean as much to them. That's what their fans are claiming anyway, the fact that they haven't even sold two-thirds of their ticket allotment, whereas Mizzou, of course, sold theirs out right away. I think this is Mizzou's Super Bowl, and you don't need to be ashamed of it. This is a big one. This is the opportunity for Eli Drinkwitz's program to take what it's done, what it's accomplished, and maybe vault itself into a new tier and just stay there for a while. I think that's possible for Mizzou. It goes down tomorrow night on KTGR. You can hear pregame beginning at 4 o'clock with the game tip for 7 p.m. Number two. Number two. Your timing is impeccable. Long injury sheet for the Chiefs at practice today. Legereus Sneed, Isaiah Pacheco, Donovan Smith, Kadarius Tony all missed practice on Thursday. Clyde Edwards-Alaire did as well, but his is just an illness, so maybe not as concerning. Would be concerned probably to move, to have both running backs miss the game on Sunday against the Bengals. Probably not going to happen, though. Can Patrick Mahomes find anybody to rely upon in this receiving core? Chiefs would clinch the AFC West with a win. Number three. Good news for Andy as his team, the Texans, has C.J. Stroud clearing concussion protocol. He'll be back for this weekend's game against the Titans as the Texans at 8-7. and seven. Do you have a shot to make the playoffs? There are two other 8-7 and seven teams in their division. That's one of the games that we included in our picks of the week. That'll go down at 545 as I try to continue my reign of dominance. Number four. Oh, I shanked it. Sunday is apparently the deadline for the PGA Live Golf merger talks to conclude and then to come up with an answer. Evidently, they're not going to get things ironed out in time because both sides are basically giving each other the silent treatment right now. New report is that the new merger talks will extend until at least April, the goal being to have everything solidified by the time the Masters rolls around. I honestly am starting to think this thing is never actually going to go through. Number five. What is the five fingers? Say to the face! The Detroit Pistons already have the longest losing streak in NBA history. They're 16.5-point dogs tonight in Boston. And now we're hearing, yeah, the Celtics, they're going to be up for this game because they don't want the streak to end on them. Yeah, I kind of seem to think that the Celtics are going to absolutely smoke the Pistons. 
Uh, Chris, you got a prediction? Top five at five on KTGR. 875-KTGR to give us a call or a text. Give me a score prediction. I know this is out of pocket, but give me a score prediction for Celtics-Pistons tonight in Boston. Uh, 121-13 Boston. 13? Yeah. Oh, 113. Yeah. Like 113 points. Yeah. Okay. 121-13. You're taking the Pistons to cover in that that sense. Uh, Yes, because that's what they've done for like the back half of this losing streak is that they've come oh so close and then it's just kind of slipped through their fingers. Producer Chris, if I find a jurisdiction of legality and you let me down, I'm really gonna I'm really gonna be disappointed. All right, if you're betting on Pistons basketball, maybe that's a maybe <laughs> that's you need a to sign. hit that bets offline. You something. need to call the number. Call the, call <laughs> the number at that point. Stop it. Right? Get some help. Eight eight seven five KTGR. We're finally here the Who You Got segment between Mizzou and Ohio State. But I know that one of our favorites has been teasing this for Many, many days, so we're just going to get right to it with the uh, the much-anticipated Tiger Tales from Old Jay. Old Jay, can you hear me? Are you here, my friend? I, I am here. Um, oh, boy. I used to be a Pistons fan. Um, I'm sorry, man. I've gone to many of their games. I guess good for you now. Um, now you're free. That, yeah. Gosh, darn. I, I did not realize they were that bad until I started seeing historic losing streaks. I'm like, this is awesome. Ah, but happier news, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. I know it's been a long time since number one, you really heard my voice. Number two, that I've done one of these things because Tiger Tales has taken a little bit of a break because uh, football season, there there was a bit of a break. And I will tell you guys, when I started doing story time for the 2013, this is how long I've been doing it, for the 2013 um, SEC championship game was when I started it. In the back of my mind, there were three teams that I always wanted to do. That's school to the waste, and I'm not going to mention because I I don't like them. Michigan, because that was a team that I had followed for almost as long as Missouri. And Ohio State. I get to do an Ohio State. Now, tomorrow, I'm going to release. I haven't done it yet. That's why I haven't released it yet, because I might still try to make my way up to, to the campus to do the Tiger Tales After Dark, where I will be Just using don't get arrested. fruitful language. <laughs> I, I will use some fruitful language. I will release it on YouTube. Um, campus police, please fun. look out for this guy. <laughs> I'm not going to be saying anything too crude, just not uh, okay. FCC friendly. So... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, I don't like Ohio State. I have never liked them. I will never like them. If Ohio State and Kansas were to ever play in a football game, I would hope for a 3-3 three to three tie and then for both teams to get locked in the stadium and stuck there for all of eternity. That's how much I really don't like those guys. So, and what's funny is that then I hear on this, on this, you know, after we find out Mizzou, we find out Missouri's football is exciting. Excited to play these guys because they are a blue blood. I give them that the, they're pro- yes, they have won national championships. They talk about the past and they talk about oh we did this and oh well we're expected to do this. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children of all ages, I can tell you this: they're kind of a little bit of on the downslope. Missouri, not so much. Missouri is starting to build that tradition. Missouri is starting to build the success. Missouri is starting to get the hype that these other teams have experienced. So what I'm saying to you is this. Don't be stuck in the past, Ohio State, because if you get stuck in the past, if you look at what you've done previously, it won't matter. It doesn't matter. 
on Friday, Mizzou is going to come in. They're going to show them, hey, guys, guess what? We're on uptick. We're going to come in there. We're going to thump them. Calm down here a little bit because I almost started letting some things out. Please be careful. We're going to thump them. It's going to be, I'm going to say Mizzou 31-17. It's going to be a 14-point yeah, game. Ohio State's going to come out. They're going to try to fight. Mizzou's just going to be stronger. Mizzou's going to find you're going to find out that Mizzou does belong in the SEC. And Mizzou is the better team. And Ohio State only plays a two-team conference. They lost to the other team or home through the way. As much as I love Michigan, they're not going to beat out. They're not going to beat Alabama. You're going to find out why the SEC is the SEC. You're going to find out why Mizzou is who they are. And oh my gosh, it's going to be so much fun. And here we can talk about it all on Monday. Yeah. M-I-Z, boys. M-I-Z, indeed. And we won't be talking about it on Monday, no show Monday. Oh. But Tuesday, I think Tuesday we'll have a show. Ooh. Don't quote me on that, but I think that's right. <laughs> I um, should be there for that. And I look forward to Old Jay's reaction on Tuesday. But he's got 31-17 Mizzou over Ohio State in the emphatic Tiger Tales there. <sighs> I This one scares me, Chris. The more that I think about it, it really does scare me. Yeah. Because... You know what the moment that did it? It was yesterday when we were looking at over-unders for the game, and I noticed that running back Travion Henderson for Ohio State had a gaudy over-under next yeah. to his name. And it was just one website. I can't even find him on other websites. <laughs> and and now that I'm looking at a different unnamed sportsbook.com, Cody Schrader's number is at 103. The other site had him at like 112, and I was like, ah, I'm going to take the over, but that kind of seems unfair. 103 is where you should be betting that if if you uh, if if you'd like to do so yeah. in a jurisdiction of legality. But the Travion Henderson thing is like he's had some games where he's gone off. I'm talking like 140, 160 yards, you know, like Cody Schrader type stuff. But he's had other games where he's been held in check, and I don't know. To me, I'm a, maybe a little bit more worried about Devin Brown at quarterback than I would have been Kyle McCord, just because he's the unknown. Evidently, Mizzou didn't break out the huddle game tape. I, I liked hearing that. That <laughs> yeah. uh, No, we didn't watch his high school tape, even though he hasn't played much in college. But, like, that's a little bit scary. The element of, of the guy that you don't know maybe making his name in this game, that could be a little bit scary, too. Can Mizzou's defense, with the attrition that it's going to experience, not having Rake Straw, not having Tyron Hopper at linebacker, obviously they've been without Chad Bailey at linebacker for a long, long time. Can Mizzou hold up against the Ohio State offense. I haven't heard for sure Harrison isn't playing. I hope I hope he's not. And I kind of hope yeah. he is, honestly, because that would be more fun. But it's just they know Igbuka is playing. Their other great wide receiver who's going to be like a top 15 NFL draft pick this year. I am a little worried about that offense against Mizzou's defense. I think Mizzou offensively should be able to get it done. Like, I think they're going to run the ball a little bit. That's their bread and butter. That's what they do well. They've got full strength, basically, across their offense. And Cody Schrader is going to be as motivated. I mean, this is his, his last hurrah as a college player and the last chance that he really gets to put some stuff on tape before the NFL, which I think he deserves a shot at. So I think offensively, even though Ohio State does have a great defense, I think there's going to be an element of, yeah, we're going to be able to run the ball a little bit. They have a great pass defense, best pass defense in the country. But Mizzou's also got a good quarterback. Mizzou's got a lot of weapons. Definitively better weapons than the Chiefs at this point, by the way. Like, I know we made that conversation earlier in the year like would you rather have the wide receivers from Mizzou than the Chiefs I think 100% for sure I would 
And I think that those guys are going to be able to get open and to make plays. Luther Burden, don't have to worry about a, a nagging injury, hopefully, anymore. It seems like every week for a while, that was the, the story. Is like, well, is Luther going to be 100% healthy? They've had the time to rest and recuperate. I feel like the motivation is going to be there. I don't, I don't fear them coming out flat, necessarily. This is just a really good team. Tied for maybe the best team they've seen all year, depending on whether you think Ohio State's better than Georgia or not. Georgia's probably better, but I don't know. This is going to be really tough, Chris. So that's the matchup that concerns me. Like, what if Mizzou's defense can't slow down the offense and the quarterback that they have now is maybe the quarterback they should have been using all year? Like, what if he's better than McCord? That would be my fear. Yeah, so here's the funny thing about Ohio State when they're, you know, not in really, or like they're just barely left out of like the college football playoff picture. Like, they should have every reason to just, you know, phone it in and be like, all right, yeah, pack it up. We're kind of done here. See y'all, uh, you know, next time around when we play Michigan at the big house or something. Usually, they've been able to find the extra juice in the holster down their roster if there's, you know, especially if there's like particular opt outs for different players. Like, I've seen that happen in the past. I've seen them, you know, get up on teams who are, you know, actually motivated P5, like big time opponents who can, you know, feel some kind of motivation to get up there and want to play their best against Ohio State and then come up short. I'm worried that this might be a possible outcome for Mizzou, especially if they don't really respect the kind of, you know, respect the kind of players that Ohio State has that are like two or three deep in terms of just having. But do you think there's a, do you think there's any risk of that, of Mizzou not respecting the opponent? Like it's no. Ohio State. I don't think I don't think the Mizzou's going to have an issue with motivation. I don't think or they like will either. Thinking that they're going to walk in, they're underdogs, right? Like they can use that to their advantage to to motivate. Say, look, this these guys don't think you're even as good as Ohio State's backups. That's why the you know I don't know if they would actually use the betting line. I I know some coaches have as motivation, but I don't think Eli Drinkwitz is going to have to reach very deep into the the reserves to find a way to motivate this team. This is like. All year long, Mizzou fans and, and Mizzou players, they're told by other fan bases like, oh, this was just, this was your Super Bowl. You guys cared so much about beating us. That just shows how cool we are over at Kansas State. This was your Super Bowl. And then it happens again in every conference game. There are fans from opposing fan bases mouthing off and saying, oh, this was just your Super Bowl. Yeah, for us. You know, we're Florida. We're usually, you, you just caught us in a down year, but it's cool. You won your Super Bowl, and it's condescending, and we laugh it off, and it's ridiculous. But, like, I don't think it's a shameful thing to say that, like, this is Mizzou's Super Bowl. For this season, it's your last game, first of all. It's when the Super Bowl takes place, if your team's like the Chiefs, and you, you get there all the time. But more than that, it's just a, a good prize to reward what Mizzou has done this year. A 10-win season that nobody saw coming. I thought I was high on Mizzou, and I said nine and three preseason, and it was it was consensus higher than what y'all had. Very few people saw this season coming from Mizzou, and Mizzou, to their credit, has used that as motivation. Say, hey, nobody believed in you. Something to prove was their motto for a reason. This is your your last chance to prove something, and it's a great opportunity. Yeah, you've been to the Cotton Bowl before as a program, but these guys haven't. These players haven't. These coaches haven't. Like, this is as good of a draw as you were possibly going to get once you knew losing to Georgia that you weren't going to be in the SEC championship and you weren't going to be in the college football playoff mix this year. This resulted in the best possible opportunity for these players and for the future of the Mizzou program to be able to go out there against a blue blood 
a, a team, a school with name recognition like Ohio State, and be able to put yourself on the map against them and say, see, we're the same as you now. Like, that's what this is about to me. And that's maybe going to, again, any other fan base that hears me say that would say, oh, my gosh, what a homer take. Like, we know what Mizzou is. They're always around down there with, with you know, Vanderbilt and, and South Carolina sometimes. And you've got, you know, the, the bottom feeders of the SEC like Arkansas, although Arkansas fans think they're something different. But my point is, like, there's a perception that Mizzou, well, this is a one-off for Mizzou. You can win this game, and I know that bowl results don't always dictate, but that's the first step. That's the step that you can control and that you can take on Friday is to win this game and say, we're here now, deal with it, college football. We're here now, and we're not going anywhere. Like, that's the opportunity that Mizzou has. And I do believe you put you put on a good show, you leave a lasting impression, AP poll comes out, Mizzou will be a top-10 team to begin next season if they win this Cotton Bowl. I think that's Ooh. a... I think there's a very good chance of that because they'll they'll look at some of the players that will have to ball out to make sure Mizzou wins this game, and they'll go, oh, he's got eligibility left. Oh, Luther Burden's coming back. Oh, wow, Brady Cook is coming back. Oh, yeah, they've got some guys on defense who had to step up for the linebackers that were injured. Those guys are coming back. Oh, they got who in the transfer portal to add to the, the guys that they're going to lose to the NFL draft? Like, this is a huge opportunity it is Mizzou's Super Bowl, and I don't think there's anything to be ashamed of in that. You have a chance to play a, a, a noted program on a really big stage, eyes of the college football world on your Friday night, to kick off what's going to be a fantastic holiday weekend of football. Producer Chris, I know I'm worried about this one, but I also I I haven't done it all year. I haven't picked against Mizzou all year. Okay. There's no way I can do it here, right? Are you going to pick against Mizzou here? I'm going to let you go first as we do our our who you got here on the big show. You can text yours in or call in at 573-875-KTGR. Are you really going to pick against Mizzou? This is such a big opportunity. I know they're an underdog. I feel like I'm trying to convince you right now, but I'll shut up and let you let you let you state your case for your your side here on who you got. 3530 Ohio State. I no. think that's my final. I think that's my final prediction. All right, and it's it's fair. A little insight. What makes Ohio State the winner of this game, in your opinion? There's a big Tyron Hopper sized hole in the middle of that defense, man. That really concerns me. Not having Ennis Rakestraw, I believe that's the cornerback who's going to be sitting this one out on account of injury. Yeah. Having that big, you know, spot in the secondary that you could feasibly put in, like a Mbuka maybe even a Marvin Harrison Jr. if he's even playing. I still can't believe we don't know if he's playing yet or not. Everyone's been like, eh, he's probably not going to play. But we still, you know, haven't officially he hasn't heard been, anything. He hasn't been practicing. Like, he's, I, I think see. he's there but not practicing, which, again, I. but although we have seen a pretty substantial line movement, like, it was Mizzou favored, and then it was, oh, okay, Ohio State favored by, like, one and a half. It's gone all the way across to where Ohio State now favored by three and a half. Yeah. And Ryan Day would not confirm. This is like an hour ago talking about Marvin Harrison. He would not confirm if he will play or not tomorrow, but did, you know, just talk about him for maybe the last time as, as having him as a player. So yeah, I, I don't, I don't know, man. It's starting to seem like maybe they're going to try to say, Hey, you don't have to practice Marv, but you, you can suit up if you want. And maybe he <laughs> wants like that. Would you rather him play, Chris? I say I'd rather him play. It scares yeah. you because I think it makes it. But doesn't that make it all the more impressive if you beat him? 
Yeah. It's like, hey, I know they weren't their full team. Mizzou wasn't their full team either, but I almost hope he plays. I, I kind of do. And it's kind of seeming like he might. It's weird to me that we don't know. You're right. It's weird. But 35-30 is producer Chris's prediction. Uh, we got a text in from Eric who said that someone might want to remind old Jay that Ohio State's backups are at are at level with Mizzou starters. Um, I think from a recruiting star's perspective, they're probably above Mizzou starters, but that doesn't mean they're as good. Um, they're not as experienced. They're going to get their experience in these bowl games, though. That's part of what allows a program like Ohio State, like when you say they take these games seriously, even if they're not in the CFP in a given year, that's because they're probably playing a bunch of guys who are trying to earn their spot on next year's team that could be in the college football playoff. Yeah. Like this is a huge proving ground for some of these guys. Um, Eric also says that although there are excep- exceptions, Mizzou's history against backup QBs is less than stellar. Um, yeah, I mean, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. But it's a good point. Like, I am worried. I think Devin Brown could end up, you know, McCord did not impress me that much this year. No. I don't think he was that much of a difference maker for Ohio State. So, yeah, bringing in a new guy that you really don't have a lot of tape on could be a recipe for disaster. But if you're Mizzou, you you know what to expect. You know they're going to try to run the ball with Travion Henderson. You know they're going to try to get it to the playmakers on the outside that do suit up for this game, whether Harrison Jr. is one of them or not. You know what to expect. I I understand the linebacker concern because you're basically down your two starting linebackers from the beginning of the year in Chad Bailey and Tyron Hopper. There was one game where that was the case where it was absolutely some of the worst linebacker play I've seen in my life, the Florida game. It wasn't great. I don't know how. It was, Chris, it was putrid. Mystifying. I couldn't believe. It was missed tackles. It was missed assignments. Like, it was just a willingness of a linebacker to run up. The blocker gets to the second level, and you just, like, start blocking him as though you're the offensive player, and then you just, like, die on the play and just let a running back run right by you. That's what I saw from the linebackers against Florida. It was a completely different group against Arkansas. Lesser team, Arkansas sucks, but I also think they put it together a little bit and figured out what they needed to do. They were overwhelmed against the Gators. They weren't against the Hogs. I think they've had a, a month to prepare and say, we, we probably know we're not going to have Tyron Hopper. We know Chad Bailey's not walking through that door. So for me, I do take a little bit of solace in the idea that some of the guys in that linebacker core are going to be able to step up and play more like they did against Arkansas than like they did against Florida. And even like they did in the end of the Tennessee game when the injury to Tyron Hopper happened. Yeah. I mean, you had guys like Dalen Carnell running around making plays. You had, everybody's filling in for other people. That's, yeah. that's what I think you're going to be able to see in this matchup. Who you got? Well, I'll tell you. Over-under is 49. I did say that I think it needs to be somewhat more low-scoring for Mizzou to win. But inevitably, you're not going to stop that Ohio State offense every time. This is going to be like the Georgia game in terms of like the points that are scored. It's going to be, I mean, that was a 30 to 21 loss. Mizzou's going to have to get that extra touchdown. And they're also going to have to maybe hold a, a, a touchdown to a field goal one more time than they did in the Georgia game. But I think Mizzou wins close. It would not feel right to predict 28 27. And that also feels a little bit too high scoring. Mevis has to kick a field goal in this game, right? Yeah. I'm going to go. I'm going to go 27-24 Missouri, and I feel a little bit concerned about even that. Realistically, realistically, 30-28 Missouri. That's what we're going to do. Okay. All right. I'm changing it on the fly because I know I think it needs to be under, but some way, somehow, Missouri's going to find a way to score more points against the Ohio State defense than I, I, I think we should reasonably expect them to. 
and they're going to find a way to slow down Ohio State's offense. It's going to be a close game. It's going to be an exciting game. I'm going to say some way or another Mizzou comes away. 30-28 to 28 is going to be my official prediction All right. as I, as I map it, it out here on the show. It's locked in. That's locked in. Next, we're going to lock in our Play Fade Eliminate picks because we'll try to help you with your fantasy football lineup. Text us at 573-875-KTGR if you're in championship week for fantasy and text us your biggest question for your lineup as well. We'll do that next on The Big Show, KTGR. You're listening to The Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Well, the big one is the Cotton Bowl, Mizzou, Ohio State, tomorrow night. And you can, of course, hear that one on KTGR. We'll get you set with Tiger Game Day beginning at 4 p.m. And then to listen to the game, 100.5, a.m. will be your resources for that with kickoff around 7 p.m. Yeah, realistically, a little after 7 p.m. We know how these things go. I argue with them all the time with Andy. It'll probably be like, you know, 7.08 or something random by the time yeah. they actually kick off the game. Uh, but just keep in mind, after Mizzou plays, you'll have the sports wire, obviously, Saturday morning with producer Chris to react to what happened. But then lots of other stuff to listen to on KTGR throughout the weekend. Mizzou men's basketball taking on Central Arkansas on Saturday afternoon, one thirty tip-off. You've got the Dolphins and Ravens at 11 a.m. on Sunday. And then Monday is New Year's Day, obviously. Lots of bowl games all day long. Fiesta Bowl, Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl. It's all in a row. It all starts at noon on KTGR. But before any event happens, you're going to be worried about your fantasy football lineups. And that kicks off tonight with Thursday night football between the Jets and the Browns. So with that in mind, let's do our Thursday tradition. Fade or eliminate. Yes, the tradition of Brendan giving somewhat subpar fantasy advice. If you're still alive in your leagues, please let me know if I haven't harmed you too severely with this segment throughout the season. But Chris, fire away as I attempt to answer some of the quandaries for fantasy football this year. You can still call or text at 573-875-KTGR. That's 5847 if you have a fantasy football question for this weekend. All right, so I got three quarterbacks here to kick things off. Okay, quarterbacks, let's go. Number one, Justin Fields, quarterback, Chicago Beers. Number two, Beers? Bears? Beers? What kind of accent was that? I don't <laughs> know. Like, I don't know the answer some, to that. That's some kind of like Great Lakes accent. Number two, Matthew Stafford. Number three, the elite dragon himself, Joe Flacco. Play Fatal Limit. Oh, yeah. I, I like that Joe Flacco's in here because the Jets have the second best pass defense in the NFL, allowing... Um, like the the second fewest passing yards per game. It's like 160 or so per game. Joe Flacco has been above 300 each of the last three weeks. Yeah, he throws some interceptions, but for fantasy, he's been pretty good and pretty reliable, and now he's playing a home game. But it is against that Jets defense, which is like the only good thing about the Jets is their, their pass defense. They, they're not even really that good stopping the run. I want to say lean in to, to Joe Flacco tonight. I think I will say it above the Rams going to the Giants. I don't know. Sometimes the Giants at home, they play some tough defense. They're trying to play for pride at the end of the season. Matthew Stafford isn't always the way the Rams score their touchdowns. Oftentimes, you have Kyron Williams running them in. So a guy who's not mobile, I'm not really leaning into Matt Stafford. So I will eliminate Matt Stafford and decide between Flacco and uh, who did you say on the other one? Justin Justin Fields, the Beers. And the Bears play who this weekend? Bears. Um, I believe they're playing the team that's kind of, you know, it's it's around the way. Pull it up. Real we quick. have no idea who the Bears are. 
Why can't <laughs> I find this? I'm looking at a schedule and I still am not looking at it. Uh, they're playing the Falcons. There we go. The Falcons. Thank you. That's no wonder I tried to forget about it completely because I can't stand that team. They're playing at home, so that's nice. Uh, Fields will get you rushing yards, so that's nice. I think Fields has a safer floor than Flacco because there is the world in which Flacco just completely combusts against the Jets' defense. I say I'm leaning into Flacco. I'm not. Yes, you fear the matchup, but I don't fear it that much. I think I like the Browns big tonight. Uh, Browns and over. Okay. Man, that's that's the kiss of death. It's probably Jets and under is going to be the play. Bet the Jets and under in a jurisdiction of legality. I think for a floor play, you go with Justin Fields, even though the Falcons can sometimes be tricky defensively. They're on the road, so uh, getting Fields at home, I feel decent enough about that. I'm playing Fields in my dynasty league. Not that I really have an alternative. Um, another interesting quarterback to throw in, Jaron Hall is going to be starting for the Vikings. Ooh. If you want... This is just, again, this is just logistics that I'm about to bring you. If you want maximum enjoyment potential for your fantasy week in the championship game and you don't have a quarterback that you really love, maybe you lost Kirk Cousins like I did, maybe you you know, you, you were trying to piddle along with Kyler Murray, but you're not that enthused about it, you could play Jaron Hall on Sunday Night Football. There is no Monday night because of the... Um, the, the college football stuff going on Monday on New Year's Day. That's going to be the end of the fantasy season is the game between the Packers and the Vikings. You could go Jaron Hall, or you could maybe still pick up Jordan Love if your league has not really been paying too much attention to him and start those guys. For I'm going to start one of the two, Chris, and I haven't decided if I'm starting Jaron Hall or Jordan Love. I've got them both on my <laughs> roster with Kyler, and I'm not starting Kyler because I'm just a little bit, I don't know, on the road at the Eagles. There, there are things that could go wrong with the, with the Eagles just deciding to bow up against him. So, Anyway, that's another quarterback to think about. I think Jaron Hall, if you get to throw to Justin Jefferson and play at home, you could do a lot worse than that. So that's where I'm at. But for this purpose, I'll play Justin Fields, and I will fade ever so slightly Joe Flacco, even though I do believe in him. Okay, Chris, do we still have our our lovely guest on the line? It's yeah, we do. David. David H., how are you doing today, my friend? Hey, Brendan. Uh, so I just wanted to reach out. My brother's currently on a plane, so I had to give the, the Humphrey representation. But That's I just nice. wanted yep. to extend my gratitude uh, for all the work that you've done this season. You know, fantasy football prognosticators are really the true heroes. Um, so that, that should not go unnoticed. And it's thanks to you and all of your advice that I now find myself in the last place game um, in my most uh, pivotal fantasy league Um because it is oh, the one that has a horrendous punishment. Oh, no. It's a pun- What's the so, punishment if you lose? Oh, uh, well, the punishment is that I have to complete uh, up to the number 30 in miles run, donuts eaten, and or beers drunk in a certain day. So oh, you'd have my to, like, goodness. Run, do 10 of each. Or like run fifteen miles and do five and ten of the other. Can, can you talk? Do you think we like should that. do this? Hey, for picks of the week, can we have that be the punishment of the loser? Don't you think that's fair? Absolutely, I think that should be the picks of the week punishment. I, I All think right, it's only and, fair. Uh, and we'll take a vote, just like last year we did it fair and square. We'll take a vote. I think it's a good idea too. That's two votes. Chris, you have a thought? You're you're outvoted, but I'm abstaining for now. Okay, he's abstaining. It's a two versus a zero versus abstaining. It sounds like it's going to be pushed through at the uh, the, the the Bill of Laws or whatever they do in politics. Uh, anyway, uh, David, do you have an actual question to try and keep out of this punishment? I kind of hope you lose because it would be really funny. 
But uh, what do you got? It would like, be what's funny. The... I'm preparing for I'm preparing for that because uh, it would be funny. It's also it's been a two week matchup, and uh, I'm in a twenty point poll currently. Oh, but the other no. team is really bad, so there's a shot for me. But with okay. that in mind, I was going to ask a quarterback question, kind of with upside. Uh, I've okay. got Stroud and Stafford. You might have already answered this for me because you were kind of poo pooing Stafford. Um, but yeah, yeah, the possibility. If you were in my that's... position, would you be going Stroud versus Stafford? Yeah, I think I would go Stroud. Like the Titans matchup is a little tricky, but you think about a game script in your mind. And clearly the scripts that I've been giving you have been going poorly if you've been listening and you're in the last place game. But, like, would it shock anyone if Kyron Williams ran in two or three touchdowns and Stafford just didn't get to throw for the touchdowns? Like, that would be my concern in that situation. Whereas with the Texans, we know their run game kind of stinks. And so I think almost every touchdown is going to go on the arm of Stroud. So, yeah, you're a Texans guy anyway, right? So just play, play Stroud. That would be my advice. Yeah, that's fair. And I do have Kyron as well on the roster, so we can Perfect. buy into that. Um, my last fun fun question is, on the defense side, would you go the Chiefs with a bounce-back performance against Jake Browning or the Chargers oh, against Baylor legend Jared Stidham? Okay, that is... Did he just say the Chargers defense, though, Chris? I don't think there's any way you can do it. Uh, but I no. understand the, the reasoning because Jared Stidham is now starting for the Broncos. In my league, I've actually got Chiefs and Broncos, and I've got to decide between those two. Like, Easton Stick is not very menacing. Maybe the Broncos are good. I'm going to tell you that I, I, even though Yahoo has Denver projected for more points than Kansas City, I currently have Kansas City in my slot to start, and I think I'm going to keep it that way. But I don't really... Like, Stidham probably steps in and does fine is maybe my concern. Like, he's not, huh. I don't think he's as good as Russell Wilson. Do you think he could completely implode and he's a, a good guy to target? Chris, is that what you're thinking? <sighs> I mean, I'm trying to think of, of a performance in the NFL where Jared Stidham really impressed me, and I'm coming up donuts. Sorry, man. I got nothing. Man, that, I, I'm, I'm trying to go back even in the game logs. He's, he's definitely thrown a decent number of interceptions considering the limited playing time that he's had, but I thought he had maybe one game where it was like, you were hoping to get that that kind of backup bounce and see him really struggle for fantasy, and then it just didn't really happen. He was like, okay. Last year, he, he played in uh, three games, played meaningfully in two. One of them threw three touchdowns against San Francisco. Like, I uh, I don't know. I, I understand where you're going with, but I did pick the Chiefs to not cover the spread. The Chiefs defense has to be better. I'm playing the Chiefs defense, so you should probably play the other side if you if you want to fade me. Like if if following my advice is what's gotten you to this point, David, you probably should fade them at, at this point and do the opposite of what I do. I'm gonna play the Chiefs, so you probably shouldn't. Uh getting a text in from Jonathan who says in a full point PPR league, Jordan Addison or Calvin Ridley. Oh boy. Ooh. So we're talking Jaron Hall. So there's the bonus of like Addison gets to play at the very end of the of the week, which is like maybe exciting. If you need 10 points from Addison and he catches a big one and you're the champion, you're the fantasy champion. Like that would be really fun. That's what I live for. That's what I tried to do with the DeMar Hamlin game last year. And then it became known as a DeMar Hamlin game instead of the fantasy championship. And so it didn't really go that way this time. Hopefully no crazy things happen in that game can proceed as anticipated 
But I also think Jordan Addison's like a little bit questionable for the game. I don't know if he's 100% going to suit up. Oh, yeah? I think he'll probably play. It is a little scary, though, to not 100% know if he's like been limited at practice and that's the last game, so you won't have a pivot. Maybe K.J. Osborne. Like, I'd pick up K.J. Osborne if he's out there just in case that it goes south for Addison. Or maybe even Brandon Powell would be a good guy to pick up and have him on your bench if you decide Addison's who I'm playing and you forego Calvin Ridley. But Calvin Ridley had two touchdowns in the last game. Um, He's gotten 13, 12, and 9 targets the last three weeks. I'm probably fine with playing Calvin Ridley here. I don't know, man. What's the matchup for the Jags? I guess Uh, that would be a fair question. They're They're hosting the Panthers. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I lean Ridley, but I also think if it were my team, I might do... If I knew Addison was going to be active and playing, or if I could stash Brandon Powell, I might go the Addison route just because I want to be able to do it in style. I want to win. I want to have a chance on Sunday Night Football the last game of the week. So that's where I'm at. That's play, fade, eliminate. (laughs) I did the best I could for you all this year. We tried. If I was terrible, I'm sorry. Uh, We're going to take a break, though, get you to a live local sports center and come back with Chris and I offering up our picks of the week. You're listening to the Big Show Podcast on KTGR.com. Ah, yes, it is time for our picks of the week, as we do every week on the last Big Show of the week. But this week, that happens to be on Thursday, because tomorrow, again, 4 p.m., Tiger Game Day. Kicking off our coverage ahead of the Cotton Bowl, 7 p.m. kickoff for that one. So, Producer Chris, last week I took home the dub with a 2-2-1 record. I'm not super proud of it, but it was enough to get the opportunity to choose the order for this week. I'm Very going to allow NFC you to go south first. Of us. Very, this is the pinnacle of NFC South football. 2-2-1, two, two yeah, it feels like a, a, the way that division ought to end up being won. I'll let you go first, though. I'll go second. Andy will go after the conclusion of this big show because he's not here today, and so we'll just give him the scraps from the sheet. Real quick, I'm going to read you the bowl games and the NFL games that we're picking from Kentucky Clemson, Oregon State, Notre Dame, Wisconsin, LSU, and then the big ones, Ole Miss, Penn State, Georgia, Florida State, Liberty, Oregon, Tennessee, Iowa, Alabama, Michigan, Texas, Washington, the latter two obviously being the college football playoff. Mizzou, Ohio State also on the list as well. Game that will take place tomorrow night. Only six of the NFL games this week because I wanted to go heavy on the bowl games. Lions-Cowboys is Saturday night. I think they're doing Monday night football on Saturday night. 49ers-Commanders, Dolphins-Ravens, Titans-Texans, Packers-Vikings, and of course, Bengals-Chiefs. So I'll let you go first, Chris, to see if you take the bait on picking against the Chiefs. Or if you go with something else. Um, so I think this is going to hurt my heart personally just because I love what this team has done uh, for most of the year. But yeah, now with the coaching changes, I feel like it's kind of over. So I got to put my beavers out to pasture of Notre Dame minus six. Oh, no. My pick. I I'm put sorry. that on the sheet because of you. It was the only non-New yeah. Year's Six, non-SEC bowl game that I included. Uh, but my whole thing was picking Notre Dame all year. So kind of fitting that you are going to use that against me now. And I gave you the opportunity to do so. I'm going to use the pick against you on your team by picking the Bengals plus seven. I think the right. Chiefs win the game, but I don't think they win it by a ton. And so that's going to be where I start off here. All right, you're up uh, with round two, producer Chris. <laughs> um, let's see here. Um, I kind of like 
I kind of like Ravens minus three over the Dolphins. I've heard some chatter that Jalen Waddle is not going to be suiting up for that he's game. He's out. Yep. He's it, out straight up. At least it up. seems like it. So, I think he's, I believe he's out. High ankle sprain for him. Yeah. So that's going to keep them tanked down just like a little bit. I still expect the Dolphins to try to get their points off, but you know, the Ravens are flying high right now. I kind of like that side for you as well. Um, it made me mad that the, the Dolphins covered last week, and I think I picked them. On picks of the week. I want to see the Cowboys. <laughs> yeah. Nevertheless, it happens. Um, I'm going to go Mizzou plus three and a half. Uh, if go. we had done this segment a day ago, it would have been a different number. But I've picked Mizzou all year, and I'm not going to stop now. I knew Chris wouldn't take it, so that's why I saved it. I thought you might go Bengals if I left <laughs> it to you. And so I decided I'm going to take that from you. It was a strategy of mine. I'm going Mizzou plus a three and a half, obviously, with me picking them to win it outright in the Cotton Bowl tomorrow night. All right, round three, Chris. It's on to you. Um, I'm picking Oregon minus 16 and a half against Liberty. I know yeah, Liberty pick. went under undefeated, but it's the Conference USA, brother. Uh, Oregon. They didn't yeah. play anybody. They did not. Like all year, they didn't play anybody. So I expect Oregon to keep their business by winning it, at least by three touchdowns. If, if they win by less than three touchdowns, I'd be shocked. All right, so Saturday night, Monday night football on Saturday is yeah, going to be a good game. I think it should be a really good game between the Lions and the Cowboys. There's no reason for either of these teams to be favored by five and a half. I don't know who wins, but I'm going to take the points with my Lions Ooh. getting the five and a half on the road. I know, but I think they're going to come to play in that one. It's in a dome, so Jared Goff is safe. Um, that's that's my play there. Lions, five and a half. Do I want to touch this? You know what? I guess I have to stand on business. I'm picking Ohio State minus three and a half. Oh, that that's goal. disgusting. I know. That's disgusting, but it could... Obviously, vault you into a better position uh, against me and maybe against the Indy if, if Mizzou does fall short in this yeah. one. And since we found out that the loser of Picks of the Week now has to do a, what is it, 30 miles, beers, and donuts in a day, and you can pick. That was the that was the David H. preposition for his fantasy yeah. league. I said we could just do the Waffle House Challenge, but Andy was <laughs> upset with that. I think he'll be excited to learn when he comes back that we decided while he was gone in a fair and equitable manner by voting on it yeah, that we would do this penalty instead if he should come in last in Picks of the Week. Uh, Which, by the way, unrelated to that, Andy does happen to be in last place as of right now in Picks of the Week. Yeah, Um, I'm even still above 500. It's unrelated. It has nothing to do with the reason that I would say, hey, we should have a punishment now when we haven't either of the previous years that I was here for it. Uh, So anyway, I'm going to have to follow up your Ohio State pick with I want to get involved, man. I want to get involved with the college football playoff. Ah, Alabama. Okay. I think Alabama beat. I think Alabama beats Michigan. Yeah. I think they're riding high. They lost to Texas, but other than that, there's nothing to to see from this Bama team that they're not the elite Bama that they always are. And they're like offensively, Jalen Milrow was maybe a question mark at the beginning. He's a huge strength for them at this point in the year. Yeah. Bama getting a point and a half. They could lose by one. I could still win. So, yeah, give, give me yeah. Alabama in that one for yeah. round four. Milrow, my favorite large Bills only quarterback in college football. I love that guy. All right. This is my last one, huh? This is the last round. Round five. All right. Lots of bowl games sitting out there to be had. <laughs> Do I go out with a bang here? I feel like yes, I might have to. Always. All righty, let's get it. Iowa plus six against Tennessee <laughs> in the whatever, in the who cares bowl. Bring it home, I think Kirk. Tennessee fans let's go. are excited. Tennessee fans are excited about the backup that's playing because Joe Milton opted out. 
And yeah. so they think the, the next guy up is going to be great. Yeah, Nico, what's um, his face? Yeah, have fun I'm playing not, Kirk Ferentz team, dog. Yeah, I think I think that's probably right, actually, to take the points with Iowa. Um, they'll be motivated. The, we think the son, Brian Ferentz, he's still coaching, right? He's his last go-around. Yeah. He's going to pull out all the stops in this one. He's They're going to become like a, a downfield deep into offense. His back. Yeah, I think it's going to happen, so I'm not going to fade you on that one. I'm going to wrap up our picks of the week by go, going back to the well on the college football playoff. I don't know if I would even bet it this way, but I kind of think it's time people stop disrespecting Washington. So I'm going to take the Huskies and the points. They're getting four points, Chris. Here's the deal. Texas probably wins this game, but maybe only by a field goal. Like, mm. I think I can I can get in under the line here by going Washington plus four. I'll take both underdogs in the college football playoff. That's going to be the way that I roll with this, I think, to wrap yes. up our picks of the week. Andy's yes. picks will be added to this list, and then we'll post the results of all three of our picks at KTGR Big Show on Twitter and also Facebook.com slash KTGR Big Show. Well, Chris, it's been fun hanging out the last couple of days. Yeah, it's been real. Um, tomorrow is uh, not a big show. Tiger no, game not. day, 4 p.m. The big one has arrived. Mizzou, Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl Classic. Yeah. That's what will be on your airways for KTGR, so make sure you tune in tomorrow. Andy will be there for that. You'll hear me Saturday morning at 9 a.m. You'll hear producer Chris on the Sports Wire. If you tune into KTGR, he will have the first word on reacting to the <laughs> Cotton Bowl from any KTGR personality. It's, it's over. But We've it's never been more scheduling back. scheduling came out. <laughs> what do you get? I... Uh... I'm a little nervous, but I know you'll do a great job with it. And then have a wonderful new year. Have a great time, everybody, this weekend. Be safe. Enjoy the football. Enjoy Monday's football. And then we'll be back in 2024. I guess I technically can't say talk to you next year because I will be on Tiger Game Day tomorrow with Andy. (laughs) But other than that, talk to you next year. That'll do it for this edition of The Big Show. I'm Brandon. He's producer Chris. We're done for now.